What's up, everybody? Welcome to a very special edition of Bench Chatter, the Common Man's NBA podcast, where we are here to break down the blockbuster trade that centers around James Harden going to the Nets. Uh, and we have a special guest today who is the one, the only, John Forrest, all a.k.a. Jack Eggleton. Jack, how are we doing? I'm doing great, guys. I really appreciate the uh, the opportunity to be on here tonight. I'm doing well. Yeah, well, you know, I, I just to so the viewer knows, so the listener knows. We uh, we we cashed out, you know, we we booked, we talked to Jack's agent, had him come on the show tonight because we kind of thought that Harden was gonna go to the 76ers, and Jack is our 76ers correspondent, and uh, now we look pretty stupid because he went to the Nets. So, uh, but we paid for him, so he's on the show. So, whatever, it'll it'll be fine, maybe. Who knows? That's right. Yeah. yeah, I was I was super excited to to be reached out to before the trade happened because uh, yeah, I knew once the trade was going to happen, I probably you know wouldn't be the the top choice for the guest on the show. But as your token Sixers friend, you know, it was a, a great great to see the invite come through before the trade. Yeah. Alrighty, that'll be enough out of you, um, <laughs> Noah. Noah, how are we feeling tonight? What's up? How are we feeling? How are you doing, Colin? Dude, I'm I'm doing all right. I understand that you're pretty excited about this trade, even I though it's pretty excited. hard and going to the Nets. You know, I don't know why you'd be excited. Pacers got caught in the uh, little shrapnel of the trade. I'm pretty excited to get talking about it. I'm a little jealous. I wish the uh, I wish the Bulls got caught in this trade a little bit. It seems like some of these perimeter teams got caught with uh, quite quite the lucky turnout. Paid little, got a lot. So to that end. Noah, why don't you break this trade down for us? Kind of give us the backstory, and then once we get through it, get all the details out there, the three of us can kind of round robin and, and say how we're feeling about this trade and, and really get into the nitty gritty of it. So, these trade rumors about Harden to the Nets or the 76ers, we've been seeing that for like almost a month, uh, almost two mm-hmm. months. But um, they really picked up heat in li- literally like the last week. Um, the Rockets yeah. are currently three and six. This is their worst start through nine games since 2011-2012. Um, yeah. Harden is just was honestly hurting them as a team, and he was hurting his trade yeah. value because he wasn't trying his absolute hardest to help the Rockets win games. And you know he was averaging 24, five, and ten, and it's crazy how that's Harden yeah, not trying. Yeah. Um, so after they lose last night to the Lakers, they played the Lakers back to back games lost both of them um in the post-game interview Harden basically comes out and says that the Rockets just aren't good enough and that he's done all he can to help them win games and then that causes some backlash and John Wall says when you have certain guys that don't want to buy in it's hard he said it's been a little rocky I don't think that it's been the best that's all I can say and then DeMarcus Cousins heard what Harden said and said that the other 14 guys have done nothing to Harden that they've only showed up to work and it's completely unfair to the rest of the guys in the locker room, which I honestly don't, I agree with Harden is kind of screwing these John Wall and Christian Wood and DeMarcus Cousins over guys who are trying to put themselves in the league again. Yeah. And yeah, so that all culminated into this morning. Uh, I think Walsh tweeted out that the Nets were engaged in trade talks with the Rockets and then it happened about a couple hours later. Yeah. So, obviously, like, even more backstory that, like, that we could break down, but 
the seventy sixers and the Nets, we we kept hearing from Shams and Woj and, and different sources all day. It was gonna be one of those two teams. I remember at like nine o'clock this morning we all got the notification, you know, like this trade is getting done today and that's when the Twitter notifications just started coming through like 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 an analogy that works really well in this situation. Like just like think of a really good analogy, but like that. Um, like water, they started coming through the well, like water, and then it finally breaks, it's going to be the Nets, because we all get the notification that the Nets are willing to make the blockbuster trade, they're willing to put everything on the table, just like they did back in the day for KG and Paul Pierce, and we know how that turned out, Um, and so, when the dust cleared, there were actually five teams involved to make this whole thing happen and so to to break it all down the nets get james harden that's it that's all the nets receive that's it that's all they get they just get an mvp the rockets get four first rounders three unprotected 22 24 26 they also got pick swaps four of them 21 23 25 and 27 from the Nets. They also get the Cleveland Cavaliers 2022 first round pick via the Bucks. So it's really the, the Bucks first round pick that the Cavs had. The Rockets also get Dante Exum and Rodion Kirkus. Kirkus is Kirkus, the important part of this trade. Um, so those are the main two teams, but then also roped in. Uh, I misspoke earlier. It's, it's four teams, not five, but also roped in are the Pacers who receive Karis LeVert, a second-round pick, and then the Cavs somehow in all of this get Jarrett Allen and Torian Prince. I mean, I I said it earlier today. I don't know if I've ever seen, one, a trade this big, and two, a trade this big in the middle of the season. Like I know for a fact I've never seen a trade like this happen while plays in session in, in any of the major sports. I mean, it's, I, I feel like this is like historic, like just the amount of all-stars moving in a single trade. The Rockets got Victor Oladipo too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I apologize. I meant to, to circle back. Yeah. The Rockets get Victor Oladipo. So we, we can break down all the different parts of it, but I mean, I think we have to start with, Harden going to the Nets and and what that means for the Nets because th- that's what the center of this trade is. The Nets are now all in championship or bus type team. I, how do we feel? It's Jack. You you're the guest. What's cooking? Like what are, what were what were your thoughts when it hit Harden to the Nets? Yeah, I mean they first. I mean they're all in. I mean, like you said, obviously that's. It's like the big, uh, you know, on the surface level reaction is that they have gone all in. They have collected, I mean, obviously the best talent, the best big three you could argue in the NBA right now is on the Nets. If everyone shows up to work mm-hmm. and if everyone is healthy, I mean, I think you'd have to say talent wise, the Nets have the best big three in the NBA and they've gone with the approach. I mean, we've seen some teams go with it in the past too, but they're clearly. Mm-hmm just collecting as much talent as they can and saying, here, Steve Nash, you make this work. I mean, that's kind of my first reaction on the trade. I mean, they gave up some, yeah. 
like you said, some pretty big pieces in terms of role players and bench players. Um, but they went ahead and said, we'll take the talent, the top level talent, and we'll see if whatever we have left can fill some sort of a bench. And if Steve Nash can coach these guys to what we think they can be. But I mean, that's the strategy I think the Nets have obviously taken. Um, I think it's one that definitely has a super high floor. I mean, if you're collecting talent the yeah. way the Nets just did, you can only, I mean, you can only fall so short. I mean, you'd have to be shocked if they didn't at least make it to the conference finals, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. you wouldn't think they'd fall any shorter than that with the approach they've taken. But is is a is a mishmash collection of talent like that going to be able to beat a team like the Bucks or Lakers who have been playing together for a while now and have role players that have certain jobs they know what need to be filled, you know? Mm-hmm. How, well, do you feel about, reaction. how do you feel about Harden as a fit with the Nets in terms of just playing basketball? Oh, I mean, I think him and KD could fit pretty well together. I mean, KD is one of the best scores. He might be the best score in the NBA, yet he doesn't necessarily need to have the ball in his hands. Might um, be the best score of all time. Right. Could be the best yeah. score of all time, yet he's some he remarkably doesn't have to have the ball in his hands. He doesn't have to bring it up the court. So um, adding Harden, I don't think will necessarily take away from what KD does, you know, on, especially on the perimeter. Um, I mean, I think the two of them can fit well on the perimeter together offensively. I mean, defensively, um, you know, I wasn't, I, before this trade, I wasn't necessarily too in tune with how the Nets were as a defensive team, but, you know, I saw on Twitter today, the Nets took a big hit defensively of some of the pieces they gave away to get Harden. They did. Um, so uh, is that is that something that's a concern now for them? They might give up 150 a game, but they're going to score 200. <laughs> right. It's yeah. just as simple as that. Um, I actually have a stat, and since 1977, there are six players with 25 career points a game and have a 30% or more career usage rate, minimum 28,000 minutes, and Harden and Durant are two of them. I was going to say. Wow. Well, yeah, I saw the stat earlier today that seven out of the last 11 scoring titles belong to Harden and KD. I mean, it's insane. Like, I don't think people realize, like, how hard it is to get a scoring title. LeBron has won in his career. KD is tied for third all-time with fourth. With, with four. The only players ahead of him being Wilt and Michael. Like, it's wow. it's insane to be able to be, like, the leading scorer in the league like that many years in a row like it's just it's ridiculous and so to have both these guys on that team and then i i think what is going to be really interesting is harden is actually with Ky- a healthy Kyrie. a you know we, we can get into to that whole side of things you know Kyrie's absence but with Kyrie on the floor harden will be playing his true position of shooting guard i like, am people so forget he, exactly so that was what he came to the league doing I'm so excited to see Harden play off-ball. I think he could become one of the most efficient off-ball guards in the league if he really wanted to. And I think the only way he would agree to play off-ball and become this deadly shooter would be when he's playing with another guy of KD's caliber. I think he knows how bad KD is, and he would be willing to lose some some ball touches to appease KD. Yeah. No, I mean... Well, I think, too... Oh, go ahead, Don. Yeah, no, I, I was just going to say is, like, clearly, like, 
it is in Harden's interest not to be making money right now, but to win a championship. Like, you don't... Because uh, the backstory here, Harden basically, he iced out the Rockets. Like, that's what happened. You know? He did. Like, we've all seen the pictures. Like, he's fat as shit right now. Like, yeah, there's, um, there's I, no I like to say it. he's thick as hell. Yeah. Well, yeah. Obviously, I'd smack still. Like, there's no two ways about that. Like, Jack... He was purposely losing them games. Yeah. Well, so Jack, you might, you know, this might hit home a little bit, but Charles Barkley is actually the first one to use this strategy. In order to try to get traded from the 76ers, he gained like 20 pounds. Yeah, yeah, you just, told me to, about and that be, like, this morning. Super yeah. out of shape. Yeah, 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 I told you about this this morning. And clearly, like, it works. Like, these guys, like, just don't show up to practice. Like, make them trade you. And I don't think he does that if he doesn't. Seriously, want to win an NBA title, Jack? What were you gonna say? Uh, well, kind of going back to the we changed topics a little mm-hmm. bit, but just how they work on the floor together. I mean, I think now, yeah. I mean, everyone's first reaction is, "Oh, what do the Nets have as a bench now? Do they have anything? What is their, how is their second unit going to compete against other top teams in the league?" But having, I mean, assuming Kyrie decides to play basketball again, which right now does kind of look like a big if. Um, I mean, Harden and Kyrie can, we've both seen in the careers, can both be the primary ball handler. And so I think yeah. what's going to help the Nets bench as well, if this thing works, is obviously, you know, one of them will probably be with the second unit at all times as the primary. When, you know, when the starters are on the floor, you know, we're probably going to see what Harden as the off-ball guard and Kyrie running the offense. But either one of them will probably be with the second unit at all times, you would have to think. Yeah. given how thin mm-hmm. their bench is. And that in itself is going to bolster that second unit by a lot. I have real concerns yeah. about them trading away all of their bench depth in a season where COVID is going to COVID is gonna cause so many problems for so many teams. And if guys have to sit out, the Nets don't have the depth to be playing these games with guys sitting out due to COVID. DeAndre Jordan is currently their only center on roster. And their forwards are KD, Timothy Luwawu Cabarro, Jeff Green, Reggie Perry, and Nicholas Claxton. So I'm kind of concerned on them for bench, but I think the hardest part Steve Nash will have coaching these guys is literally just how to stagger the minutes so one of the stars yeah. is always in. In terms of offense, yeah, he's not this... he's not going to have to coach these guys that much. No. I think no. this season's going to be pretty whack with the seeding at the end of the year, too, just because, I mean... Nets, for example, perfect example. I mean, some of these really good teams, I think, are just going to finish with some very average records at the end of the year because of COVID games that they had to play. And so I think the seeding's going to be super whack. But as long as teams, I guess, are able to stay stay healthy and clean in the playoffs, then hopefully that'll be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think, like, it's not expected right now, but I think – depending on, on where COVID is the six months from now, I think there's a chance they do another bubble. Like if it's still around, because I don't see why the NBA would want teams in the playoffs to be having to deal with COVID and people sitting out with COVID. Cause that, just, that ruins the product. I mean, right. I guess if you could get live fans in there that that might be worth it. But like, could you imagine if, if like it's the conference finals, and, like, a guy like Giannis has to sit out due to COVID. I mean, there would just be mad uproar. 
Like they like that just would not be acceptable. So I, I do think that that happens. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I so I feel like we we've touched on the net side of things. How do we feel about the Rockets' return for James Harden? Like we said, like Harden is is basically gun to their head. Like you you have to trade me, otherwise I'm just gonna fuck everything up. And you know, Cousins and Wall both came out and said like Wall. I think his quote was, you know, Harden never even gave this team a chance. And then Boogie's quote was like the uh, the tension started well before the press conference. Like this stuff has been going on all season. Like before the Wall trade, before they shipped out Westbrook, like. Harden has won it out. So, do you guys think that this was like an adequate return for Harden? Where do you? How do you feel about that? If you, what would you rate the Rockets' return one to ten? Um, I give it six or seven, maybe, given the circumstances. Yeah, I mean, they got something. Yeah, given this, I mean, the guy clearly, the guy clearly was not going to help them win a championship anytime soon so they got something to at least work towards winning a championship but they're probably offers out there that would have been better potentially but i think it's a smart move on their part that they valued picks over players um Mm -hmm. they got their entire draft capital back which is super important to making moves in the nba if you want to make a move in the nba you need some sort of draft capital and i also think that I think trading Harden is good for them. They're three and six. They have plenty of time to turn their season around and make the playoffs. And now they have these guys with massive chips on their shoulders and John Wall, Vic, and um, DeMarcus Cousins. And I'm kind of excited to see them play. I definitely think they're still a play playoff team and play-in team at minimum. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I think I, I would be – I'd call it – in my opinion, I, I think it's it's I'd put it like at the five or six range purely because I I would have preferred if I was the Rockets, I think, to go after Simmons. I think that Simmons at twenty four years old is one of the best players that you could build around. Like especially like if if you could get him to lock up for a, a long term contract. I mean, he is the like a point guard on a championship winning team. In my opinion. So, you know, like they're going to have to build from the ground up with this thing. Um, I like that they got Oladipo. I think that was good return because I, I think Oladipo will sign with them long term. And I think that Vic could get back to all-star form. But, yeah, it, it just to me, there's just like a, a, a sense that they could have done better with Simmons than going after all these picks. And now I will say good on them to get like the deep picks, like the, the 26, 27, like those picks in five years when like Katie's 37 and Harden is like out of the league. Like none of them could even be on the nets when two out of those four picks hit. Yeah, exactly. So like, those are the picks that are huge. I have a question for eggs. Um, Do you think the 76ers' reluctance to give up, like, other complementary pieces killed the deal with the um, Rockets? Or do you think the Rockets were purposely asking for too much because they didn't want to trade to Maury? 
Uh, I think it was probably more on the Sixers end. I mean, that, you brought up a good point too. I hadn't really thought of that from the Rockets' point of view. Like, a more you know, more well, I mean, I guess they more or less let him go as well. But you know, more leaves for another franchise and then wins a championship there. I could see how the Rockets wouldn't want that to happen. But I think it was just more of the Sixers being reluctant to part with their young pieces. Uh, when I think of if I was the 76ers from this view and the Rockets are asking for Ben Simmons, I am so reluctant to throw any picks in with that deal. I think the Rockets are already yeah. getting Ben Simmons, a player with a brighter future and who's on contract longer than James Harden. Why should I be giving you guys first round picks? Right. Right. And I think that's exactly yeah. why it probably fell through. I mean, along with our other two, they wanted our two, if I read Twitter correctly, they wanted our two most recent first round picks too, and Maxi and Matisse. So, I mean, you could essentially argue there are two more first round picks that are thrown in as well, um, given that they're both shown pretty good starts to the NBA as well. So, Okay. I want to. Yeah. So, the Rockets' new starting five is John Wall. Oladipo, Eric Gordon, and P.J. Tucker. How are you feeling about that, Colin? And where do you think they could go with that? I mean, in the West, you're, you're not going too far with that, but it's something to build around for sure. I mean, J- John Wall has looked really good so far, coming back off of basically a, like a two-year break from the NBA in professional basketball. Like, It almost looks like, like he hasn't lost a beat like obviously his quickness is down a little bit but it's still there he's still speedy as shit um i, I like him boogie uh, i think that boogie might be be done in in terms of any all-star games uh, i think he's kind of peaked a little bit i think just being a big man with those kind of injuries and sustaining like a couple in recent years it's just going to slow you down to the point where you, you can't do what made him so special I think he can still step out and shoot, but he's just so slow and and he's still boogie. I mean, we we saw him punch LeBron in the face like earlier this week. Like he he still does that kind of stuff. So, um, as much as I I love him, I think he's fun. Like I I don't think that helps you. But Christian Wood, I'm really excited for. Depot, I'm really excited for. They they've got these picks. Like I I don't think that they make a, a splash this year. Like if they make the playoffs, I think it's a first round exit. Um, just given who's in the West and what's there. But, you know, I, I think that they set themselves up for the immediate the immediate future okay. I mean, they, they have pieces to build around, um, but they really set themselves up for the long run. Yeah, I think where, – where do you think they'll finish in the West, if you had to guess? Um. Honestly, if I had to guess right now, I'd put them like in the play the play in tournament, like oh, in the sure. eight, nine, ten range. Um, I mean, if you look at the West, though, I mean, it is just so fucking stacked. Like, if they got the nine seed, the ten seed, like that, that makes a lot of sense to me, especially given how they've started. Because I like, I believe that. Like, the Suns, who were in a playoff team last year, are definitely in the playoffs this year. Um, the Nuggets aren't in the playoff picture right now, but they will be. I still think that the Pelicans might be better than them. Um, but, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll say, like, the, like the eight seed. The eight seed. I certainly wouldn't want to see the Houston Rockets in the play-in game. 
No. I mean, it's veteran talent. That is that is what they have. I mean, Eric Gordon and P.J. Tucker are, are absolutely battle-tested. John Wall has been in the league for 10 years now. Vic has, has played his share of playoff games, although he, he is still fairly young. He really has only had one series as, like, the guy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, if, if they're playing a younger lineup, like, I, I could really see them just manhandling a team like the Kings, maybe, if they saw them in a play-in game. Yeah, totally. Should we get into yeah. the best part of the trade? I mean, the Cavs stole this trade. The Cavs steal this trade. I mean, that's the best part of the trade, right, Jack? Exactly. I mean, you just took the words right out of my mouth. Did you? All right. Can we just take a moment to pause to say how shitty of a guest Jack has been so far? Like, he fucking sucks. Like, so I mean, this is our first prior, I mean, compared to We're not paying you all this money for rate. nothing, Jack. Yeah, dude. We, we dished out 20K for you to be on this show, and and you're just going to be like a, a dickhole to us? Hey, right, fine. Someone turn the cameras on. Someone turn the cameras on. Let me get on air. All right. The camera's on. What, what do you got to say? It's more of what I'm doing, but that's okay. We, I, I don't see any cameras. Well, what do you, why don't you describe to the listener what you're doing so that they can, they can attempt to visualize? Currently, I'm starting to rank where I think teams are going to finish in the standings at the end of the year. And do I say I don't see a spot for the Pacers? Okay, okay, buddy. No way. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, no. I'm no way. No, no, no. Oh, let's Pacers, go there. Pacers are in my playoffs. Now, in all seriousness, though, I've not seen a spot for the Rockets before we move on to the Pacers. But there is the play-in tournament, so the 10th seed... Right, gets... how, many, how many teams? The 10... So if you get to 10, you are in technically the playoffs yes. this year? But don't you have to... You have to be within a certain amount of games of... Yeah, you have to be within seed. four games back, which in the West, they will definitely which be within seed? four games yeah. back. Of the 8th seed. Uh, you have to be within four of the 8? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. But I think the 7th seed is, like, locked. Like, they don't count for anything. No, the 7th seed plays... The seven seed plays? The seven if plays the ten seed, and then the eight plays the nine seed. Yeah, if they're okay, four but, games But back. last year, last year, because in, like in the West... No, last year, it was, seed, the seven seed was not in the playing tournament. And is that because the Mavs were like... The Mavs were like almost like a 600 winning percentage team. Yeah. And is like that why they were chilling? Or like, had they been like closer... No, they were chilling. In terms of... Okay, yeah. they were chilling no matter what. Okay, gotcha. Interesting. All right, well, Jack, who do you see, like, above, like, who are your eight, nine teams in the West above the Rockets? I mean, right now, I think unlike the East, the, like, start to the West is mm-hmm. looking what I would think is probably was going to resemble to an extent at the end of the year, maybe besides mm-hmm. the Nuggets. I mean, right now, yeah. the top seven seeds in the West are the Lakers, Clippers, Jazz, Suns. Blazers, Mavericks, and Warriors. Those are the top seven. Yeah. And I would assume those stay in the top seven. And right now the eight eights the Spurs. I you know don't see them hanging yeah. around for too much longer. Um, but that that no. would be Denver's spot. So that would be I mean, obviously Denver I think will move higher than eight, but you swap Denver out for the Spurs, now you have your eight playoff teams. And then I guess you're right, yeah, it 
it would probably be we're thinking New Orleans and uh, Houston as as nine ten then, or do we? Think yeah, the New like, Orleans, Houston, team like the Sacramento, th- yeah. Sacramento maybe. Okay, I, mean, we'll I see, so what, the I see what you're saying. Now playing the games, but they could definitely make really? it. And it's like if when Pat does, comes uh, back too. Does JJ Jake or uh, come back at all this year? Yeah, he's coming back soon. Yeah, they need John Moran so, back yeah, really I don't badly. Know. I don't think I'm as big on the Rockets this year post-trade as the two of you are, just in terms of what they're going to do on the court. But who knows? You know, they could surprise me. But um, I just don't see a whole lot of, like, efficiency within their their starting lineup, you know? Yeah. They're going to be yeah, shooting I mean, a lot of shots. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Oladipo has yeah. games where he hucks them up and misses a lot. And same with John Wall. Neither of them I would call good – three-point shooters, Oladipo average maybe sometimes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then wall below he, average, I guess. But I think um, I'm really excited to see Christian Wood just go off. Right, He's going to be right. putting I mean, up insane can, numbers. If he keeps improving, I think that's their their ticket into the play-in game. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. They got Christian Wood for cheap as shit, too, for how good he's playing for them. Like... I think they they gave him like three year forty million dollar contract. Like, dude, in, in this league now, you you pay twenty million for a guy that puts up like twenty three and three. Yeah, like, you pay twenty million is... for Laurie Markinen. <laughs> yeah, and I'm pretty sure his career stats are twenty three and three. Like, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, you nailed that, dude. Obviously, I'm kidding. Laurie's stats are not twenty three and three. Nor do I think we should pay him the 20 mil, actually. I've, we've looked decent without him. But that's that's a separate story. It's a separate story. We're not talking about the Bulls today. Um, alrighty. Let's let's talk about it, Noah. Let's talk about it. Let's go. Pacers receive Karis LeVert. Let's go. They get him. Uh, how do you feel? I mean, I feel the, great. I'm When I saw that we t- traded Vic for Karis LeVert, it may have been the happiest I've been in months. No lie. Um, you know, before really? the season, before the season, you know, all those reports came out about how after mm-hmm. games, Vic would come up to guys and be like, hey, can I play with you? And the Pacers were honestly looking really stupid. And people were asking why we weren't trading Victor Oladipo before the season, why we were going to let him play with us after he said all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was because his value was at an all-time low. No one wanted Vic. He was coming off his injury. He didn't look that good. So our only option was to keep him, and we have to play him, and we either see how he looks, we let him get his trade value up, and we either pay him or let him go at the end of the season. And the fact that we're getting a guy back that is on 17 mil for two more years that is averaging about the same stats as Victor Oladipo, a free agent who could have just left in the summer for nothing, is a crazy return, mm-hmm. honestly. No, absolutely. I mean, w- when I saw that happening, I was like, there's no way that, that Noah's not freaking out right now. Um, yeah, I mean, like, at the beginning of the season, too, like, when we were talking about fantasy, like, I drafted Spencer Dinwiddie because I was like, the Nets are moving pieces. Like, it's going to happen. Like, these guys, like, their stats are, are definitely going to be 
less because they're on the nets and there's there's one ball and they are low on the totem pole. But I think a guy like Lovert is going to excel in the Pacers system, especially with Brogdon as the primary ball handler and with Sabonis <clears throat> being able to to basically manage the game from the post and pass out of the wing. I mean, Lovert, I think you were the, you were the one that told me. <clears throat> They need a guy that can ISO up in the last four minutes of the game, and that's Levert's specialty. Yeah, when you have guys like Brogdon and Sabonis, they can carry the game for 44 minutes. But in those last four minutes in the fourth quarter, when you just need a guy to go get a bucket, we filled that hole in Karis Levert. And I think he's going to fit perfectly with the team. We're not asked, like, he can just go out there and play basketball, and he doesn't have to carry the load. And when we call upon him, he just needs to do what he does, and that's get a bucket. Yeah. I'm so excited. That was such a good trade for us. And honestly, Vic is like the marquee free agent of this class, one of them. Um, Kawhi's the best free agent, but I see him going back to L.A. unless something drastic yeah. were to happen. So really the best free agents are like Vic, Kyle Lowry, Blake Griffin, John Collins. So Vic was going to get overpaid this summer, and I'm glad the Pacers were not the ones to do it. But with all that said, Vic's looked really good this season, and I think he's adapted his game finally. He knows he's not as athletic as he once was, but now he's kind of just like a smooth shot creator. He kind of plays like Paul George, and I think it fits him well. And I'm excited to see what he does on the Rockets, because I'll always root for Vic, you know? He's a Hoosier. He was a Pacer. He is a Hoosier. How can you not love the guy? Yeah. And I, I think that Vic really did enjoy the Indiana fans. I mean, obviously, it's it's where he went to college. He was familiar with it. Like, I, I know he did a lot. He, he would come down and party at IU every once in a while, which was pretty sick. I actually dapped him up once. So. Sure, yeah, I was going to say, did you ever hang out with him? Or? It, well, he dapped me up. That's oh, okay. up my account. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I just wanted to drop that so that you guys know. And that everybody listening was like, yeah, like, have I dapped up Victology? But, like, yes. Like, I know you guys were wondering. Like, Jack, like, you asked me all the time. You're like, hey, have you dapped up Victology? And I was like, yes, dude. Like, give it a break. Like, I know him. Like, we text. So, just had to fit that in there casually, you know. Should we get into the Cavs, dude? The last team in the trade? We should. We should get into the Cavs. Who gave up nothing? I mean, like this is why like, I fucking want, like what were the fucking Bulls doing? Like, like Jarrett Allen is worth, in my mind, anything short of maybe this year's first round pick. But the Cavs give up basically a second rounder. Like the Bucks pick is at tops going to be the twenty sixth pick in the draft. You tell me we couldn't give up like a second round this year and a twenty twenty three first rounder for a twenty two year old premier shot blocker. What the Bulls desperately need, like, like what the fuck were we doing? Pick up the goddamn phone. But Cavs get Jared Allen, who was better than DeAndre Jordan. I mean, there was no way that they were gonna make this trade without moving Jared Allen. But yeah, just. It's upsetting. He's so fucking good. He's so fucking good, dude. All right, somebody else talk. I'm just going to talk about how I'm upset that the Bulls didn't get him. 
Do you think um, the Cavs aren't done making moves now that they have Jared Allen and Andre Drummond's a free agent after this season? Yeah. Do you see any teams trying to maybe get Drummond for the second half of the season? I've, I mean, you you got to tell me. I feel like you have to move Drummond. Like Drummond is valuable to literally every franchise. Like there's not a franchise that goes, oh yeah, like a guy that gets 16 boards a game. Like, nah. Like, he's a team player. He doesn't take the shots. He's an elite defender. Maybe not an elite defender anymore, but a premier defender. I mean, I I don't see a contending team that does not want Andre Drummond on their team. Uh, A team that immediately comes to mind is, like, the Raptors. They're struggling Mm -hmm. right now. If they could give up a 2023 first to get Andre Drummond right now, I think they would in a heartbeat. Yeah, you have to. What about it? As much as it, as much as it pains me to say, as a Sixers fan, what about a team like the Celtics? That would be really they, good. He would be yeah. really Do good on have, the Celtics because they don't have their big man that they've always talked about yet, right? They don't. I mean, they have. Who do they have this year as their big man? Daniel Tice, Tristan Thompson, and right, the Time Lord, and Tristan Thompson. Yeah, that's what I thought. I wasn't. Yeah. Um, but they've been trying to get. I mean, ever since Horford left, and Horford wasn't necessarily like a big time stud, but they've always talked about having that star big man to go along with their wings yeah i, yeah, I guess it I mean, just depends how the like celtics a, are feeling about this season even if yeah i mean even if they don't plan on re-signing him i mean they probably would try to maybe but if their season's going how they think it is and they could get him, they could rent him for the second half of the year and you know give up some future future value but if they think they can have a shot at a championship this year i could see them trying to pull the strings on that one yeah well, and the other thing is, like, I feel like people are talking, like, like, how old do you guys think Andre Drummond is? Like, off the top of your head. 28. Oh, is this where we're supposed to guess, like, 33, and he's actually Yeah, you, you guess 33. Guess yeah. 33. And I guess 33. Andre Drummond's 33. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, that was pretty stupid if you got, because he's 27. You fucking wow. Carousel Vert's 26. Did you know that? Yeah, I did, because I just looked at his basketball reference page. But before that, I thought he was, like, 32, so... Something I found interesting, and I think that um, pulls into favor more that the Cavs will trade Drummond, is Drummond takes 17 shots a game, which is kind of a lot of shots to be when taking away from Garland and Sexton, when they want to be developing these young guys, and Andre (laughs) Drummond just shoots whenever he touches the ball. (laughs) Wait, hold on. We we all saw the clip of Drummond going ISO, right? Where yeah, he did the spin move and then windmill the ball into absolute nowhere. Oh, I watched that and just giggled for like five minutes straight. Jack, have you seen that video? I don't think I have. Oh my! I'm gonna send it to you right now. It's so funny. It's so funny. We can keep talking, but it it just makes me laugh. Uh, if 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 you're listening, just go look up like. I'm pretty sure if you just like Google Andre Drummond and like look at videos, it's gonna be the first thing that comes up because it was just ridiculous. What a crazy yep. trade! What a tr- what a day of NBA! You, you don't right. get days like this ever, really. <laughs> I just found it on Twitter. D- days like this you never get. Um, yeah. So let's let's start to 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 wrap it up, but like. <laughs> Big, like overall, like like who do you who do you think comes out as like the early winner of this trade? Like four teams involved, who's the winner? Early winner, um, 
I think the I think the Cavs are an easy winner. They got Jared Allen for nothing. I think yeah. the Pacers are a good winner. They got Karis Levert. We got our hopeful star. And I think the Rockets right now could be I think it's so hard. If the Nets win the championship, then the Nets are the clear winner. It doesn't mean anything. But they only have Harden for one year and they have KD and Kyrie for two years. So this could this kind of has like that KG and Paul Pierce situation written all over it where the Nets set themselves back like 10 years because they gave up all this draft capital to get KG and Paul Pierce. And I could right. see that happening to them again if all these guys just leave. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I mean, obviously the Nets, video again. <laughs> if the, oh if the Nets win, win a championship, you obviously can't call the trade a loss, but... I mean, when you look at the Rockets, Pacers, and Cavs, they're they're definitely not losers in this trade. I mean, those are three teams that, you know, sorry, Noah, but the the Pacers, Cavs, and Rockets are not three teams that are going to win championships in the next three three or four years. So, well, you don't know that, buddy. We just got Karis Levert. We don't. We don't. Yeah. We don't. But the fact that teams like the Rockets and Pacers got something back for. Oladipo and Harden, two players who they knew they weren't going to have around next year. Um, and the fact that those hauls they got in return were good hauls as well. I mean, there definitely aren't any losers in this trade, I don't think, because um, all three teams, I think, for the situations they're in now, got some stuff to work with moving forward. And then the Nets obviously got James Harden, so it's, I mean, it's impossible to call them losers at the trade, but it could, it could potentially, I guess, be ugly in a couple years. Yeah, and just going back to a point you made, Noah, like, I think the difference here is Harden was an MVP three years ago and is 31 this year. KG was 37 when he got traded to Brooklyn, and they gave up their future oh for a 37-year-old. <laughs> like, that is crazy. Like, that's just, like, a different level of, like, like stupidity. Because well, the way James the, Harden the takes before, care of his body, he might as well be a, like, 55-year-old yeah. man, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Man boobs. Um, but like like this season before they, they gave that up, KG averaged like fourteen and eight. Oh my god. Like that's it. <laughs> like I just I don't I that like is a different level of stupid. You know. I got um, yeah, I thought was, was so stupid. Um so I I think it's different than that, just like because like like, that was, like, okay, like, you're getting guys who, like, used to be able to win. Like, we know Harden can win. We know Harden is a top 10 player in the NBA, like, without a doubt. Like, leaning closer to, to top five. Like, he's, you know, you, we could debate that all day, you know, it, where exactly he is in that ranking. But he is in the top 10. KD is in the top five. KD is probably in the top three, you know. Um I I I just I don't see how this team got worse, and you you just have to put them in as like the the championship contenders. Like I I want to say favorites, but like we need to see what happens with Kyrie. We need to see how the team plays out, but they should be favorites. Um, the other thing that we're not really talking about is. For for a long time, like it was big three was kind of what you needed, and then as soon as the Warriors broke up, and that was like a big five at one point, like 
across the league, I, I struggle to find an example of more than like just like a a big two. The Lakers are LeBron and AD. The Clippers are Kawhi and Paul George. The Bucks are Giannis and <laughs> Middleton or Giannis. You know, Holiday. Yeah, it's it's Giannis. You know, I mean, the Wizards are, are Westbrook and Beal, and they're shit in the bed. Um, like Westbrook he, he got hurt the today. Finals last year. Yeah, I saw that. He's gonna be out for a little bit. Um, like we, you know, the Seventy Sixers are are Simmons and Embiid. Like we, there's no other big three. Like there is no other, like team with three guys to this kind of talent. So are they your favorite I, to win the championship? Yeah, yeah, I I think Ooh. they have to be. I mean, even wow, without seeing wow. a game, like how do you, how do you not? I mean, they, they're still a well built team, like. Joe Harris, I, I think, you know, shout out Stein, whatever. I think he was the one in hot takes that said, Joe Harris is just going to shoot 75% from three because he's just going to stand in the corner and no one's going to guard him because three of the most lethal scorers in the NBA are also on the court. Like, yeah. That makes him so They're going to be really good. I'm so excited to yeah. see them play. Please, Kyrie, come yeah. back. If you're listening, Kyrie. I know. Please come back to the Nets. My fantasy team, the Nets, they need you. They need you. We need you. Jack, did you watch the video? The Drummond? Yeah. Yeah, it was quite the move he had there. Right, that's pretty sexy. <laughs> I love that he throws it, like, away from the hoop. Backwards. Like, that's my favorite part. <laughs> and, and he goes into the spin move so confident. Evidently, <laughs> no, it's just, it's comedy. It's pure comedy. Uh, alrighty. Do we have any like closing thoughts? Wrap up the episode, Jack. You know, why, why don't you talk to us? Like, what was it like being the shittiest guest this podcast has ever had? Right. Yeah. I mean, as the shittiest and at the same time greatest guest this podcast has ever had, it was a it was a fun time. You know, we got to. This is really the first time I gosh and. A while, I just sat down and you know, talked sports for a while with anyone, you know. And it was, uh, yeah. especially with Jack lives alone, goobers, by the way. Goobers like your yourselves. Um, How would you rate me and Colin's podcast game? Yeah, you've listened all the episodes, right? Yep, yep. I listened, uh, yeah, to the to the ones that uh, you did. Yeah, yeah. So then you would know the secret yeah. code that we say at, at the end of every episode, right? Why don't you just give that to the listener right now? Secret code, you know, if you're a listener, get get 10% off Rogaine. Go, right. Jack. That secret code is? Yeah. yeah. Secret code is um, Jack2021 um, for Rogaine. If you're out there looking to purchase. Um, <laughs> 10% mail, off your first add, purchase. Mail, yeah, male male uh, pattern baldness is a lie. There's no pattern to it. It's just all around. Um, so it's it's something we need to raise awareness for. And if you want to use my code Jack twenty twenty one, you can get ten percent off Rogaine to help to help cure the disease. Wait, are you bald, Actually, Jack? Um... Yes. Yes. You haven't gone bald yet, right? No, I have. Okay, thank God. Yeah, I was you right. finally so just shaved it all off. Home. Thank God. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, yeah, no. Awesome. Jack and I made Jack <laughs> promised me that when he starts to go like officially bald, that I get to be the one that shaves it all off. I can be the one, and then I can like, 
I don't know, say something funny. I haven't figured it out yet. I, I assume I have time, but, you know, it's been the pandemic. I haven't seen him in a couple months. Like, maybe he's lost it all. Oh, that'd be the worst. That would suck. Um, I will say, I, I just read the details. It's not actually 10% off your first ring. It's 10% off your first hair from Rogaine. Oh. Just... So it's it's really a pretty shitty deal. I see. So you're only allowed yeah. to use it on that one strand of hair. Okay. Yeah, so... Like, choose wisely. Okay. Alrighty, I, I think we, I think we can leave it on that note. I think that's a good note to end this on. Um, yeah. Hopefully, we we were able to provide you guys with some insight into this blockbuster trade. Um, obviously, the the ripple effects are going to be felt for years and years to come. But we are excited to watch all these teams in their new form, except for the Pacers. I'm not. I don't really care about them. Um, yeah, the Bulls are really good. Here we come. Fuck you. Fuck you. God, I'm quitting this podcast. Jack can have my spot. I'm kidding. That would tank this thing. This thing would go to shit. Alrighty. Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it. Um, and we'll see you on Sunday for Fantasy Talk. Love After you, boys. After Noah goes 0-2. See you guys. <laughs>